0: Hey friends, it's your pal Mike Shea from Sly Flourish. Today, we are going to prepare for my session zero of my Shadow Dark role-playing game entitled The Gloaming this is going to be the first of probably a number of shows where I go through my prep while we run this Shadow Dark campaign. It's going to be great fun. So today we're going to go through the steps from Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master and see how well they work while preparing for my Shadow Dark RPG. But this in particular is a session zero where we're going to get together with all the players, we're going to have them build some characters, we're going to talk about the campaign, and we're going to see where it goes. And because Shadow Dark is a very different role-playing game, I don't know exactly how this is going to go. We're going to find out as we play. This show, like all the work of sly flourish is brought to you by the patrons of sly flourish if you enjoy this show and you like the work that i do the best way to help support me is by becoming a patron of sly flourish you can find a link down in the show notes below patrons get access to all kinds of great stuff the city of arches source book uncovered secrets volume one and two a dedicated discord server a monthly q a and a whole lot more it's a great way to support me and to the patrons of sly flourish thank you so much for your support so we're going to do a couple things today. One is we're going to set up a new campaign notebook so that I'm kind of got that settled. We're going to take a look at the campaign one pager that I put together, which it's like a session zero one pager for this particular campaign. And then we're going to kind of plan that out a little bit because I, I don't think it's going to take terribly long to do like character creation stuff, which means we'll probably have a little bit of an adventure today. So I'm going to have enough of an adventure today that we can sort of explore the system, play it, see our characters work, and maybe get a little bit more familiar with the rules for showing Shadow Dark while we figure this out. So I decided that as far as a campaign goes, I really want to understand Shadow Dark RPG, which means I don't want to like... Add in a bunch of weird stuff. I don't want to grab like a campaign setting that's not a Shadow Dark campaign setting and try to put it in here. I also don't want to house rule a lot of stuff, if anything, from the Shadow Dark RPG itself. I want to see it actually work as it is. And then once I have that understanding, then I can decide if there are parts of it that I want to change. There are parts of it that I look at and I'm like, ooh, I really wish it did this instead. Or like I really wish I wonder if it would be okay if I did this. Not so much like I wish it to go a certain way, but there are certain things that I would love to house rule right away. But I'm like, I'm pretty sure that goes like against the ideas of Shadow Dark RPG, and I should probably try to understand it a little bit better in actual play the big one for that is like starting hit points but we'll we'll talk more about that so i decided that for a campaign that i'd like to run is i would like to run what is called cursed scroll number one which is Diablerie, which i don't think is a word devilry essentially it's sort of your dark forest witches demons cultists and you know evil magic that's occurring sort of a you know, a fun, dark, shadowy forest scenario kind of idea. And the way that cursed scrolls work, they're only, they're about 70 pages long and they're like a little zine. And the zine has new class options, new monsters, new items, a general location in an area, which we'll take a look at, and then a very specific location, like a a dungeon that it's got. And I said, okay, well, this one grabs me. There's three cursed scrolls right now. One that's sort of focused on this dark forest, dark cursed forest sort of idea one that's set in a desert and then one that's set in like the norse the the norse and northern islands kind of you know frozen frozen islands of the north and i already ran the a a zero level adventure in the 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 northern lands and that was a lot of fun and i could see you know continuing to build off of that but i thought no, i want to try one of these other ones and i think that this one grabbed me i was like oh okay it's the first one you know, it looks really good. Yeah, Lord Bards calls it folk horror, and I think that that fits. I think folk horror is a good a good theme for it. So we're gonna we're gonna look through that. Here's an example. This is the the hex crawl map that it's got. A bunch of different locations that it's got. So this is fun. But only one of these locations is really filled out in any detail. The rest of it, you kind of bring your own adventures to it, which I think is really interesting. I was I was talking to my wife this morning about it, and one of the questions, one of the things I think is very interesting about Curse Scroll is like it really is right up on the edge of not having enough information to really help you it's but i think it has just they you know i think kelsey really aimed this at like just giving you exactly what you need and not one word more, which is a real stark contrast from a lot of like, campaign adventures that you find. I, I actually compare like the idea of Cursed Scroll. is very similar to like a book like Fizban's Treasury of Dragons or or Big B's. Uh, Big B's Presents whatever it is, Giants of the Multiverse. The only interesting thing is it's smaller and it's much more abbreviated. Like It has very little text in it by design to make it very easy to parse, very easy to read, and very easy to run it at the table, which is a good contrast from the last campaign I ran, which is Scarlet Citadel, which used far too many words. So that is an interesting design thing, and it's interesting to like see it in operation, see it like as I'm using it to prep my game. And also we're going to find out how it works when I'm actually trying to run the campaign itself. I guess we'll start by looking at my one pager. So here is the campaign one pager that I put together. The format for this I've used from all my one pagers for my other campaigns. If you like the format and the design and everything like that, patrons of Flourish actually get a word version of this template that they could use to make their own templates or to make their own one pagers. I always want it to be one page long. I want it to be short enough that people will actually read it in the same way that like Kelsey is making her material so that people can just read it. But I wanted to have enough information to give players a good understanding of what kind of campaign we're going to have and the gloaming. So I'm calling this campaign the gloaming. That's sort of the name, the name of the location in, in this cursed scroll calls it like, you know, the gloaming. And I basically took this straight text, the ancient forest or black trees tower over the mossy. You know, mossy standing stones and mist-addled bogs. Here, fragile bastions of mankind cluster behind torchlit palisades and pray for deliverance from the demons that hatch from the forest-cursed marrow trees. The knights of St. Yidris range out of their deepwood conclave to wage a losing war against these demons and their servants. And then it has one last line. The knight's leader, Inquisitor Justina Morvan, suspects a traitor in their ranks. I didn't put that in because I'm like, ah, that might be a fun thing to put in later. But the whole rest of that paragraph, I think, is a really good general understanding of what you're going to get so i just said oh, i'm going to throw that right in there and as you can see it's right in my first my first paragraph and then i i wanted to have a few of these truths these ideas are like what are the things that everybody generally knows about this forest and uh, again enough to kind of seed interest in the players for what kind of characters they might want to have or what motivations they have so the gloaming is a forest filled with ancient ruins forgotten magic foul demons fae, and demigods walk among the ruins of the forest I think that's cool. The knights of St. Idris curse themselves so they might better battle the demons of the forest. They live in a secluded they live secluded in the Greywall Priory. The woodland village of Wardenwood consists of a few dozen sagging thatched huts surrounding a stone well. Eighty woodcutters and trappers live here with their families. Many villagers have recently become sick and are tended to by the medicine woman Drusilla, who lives west of the village. 300 fisherfolk live in a motte and Bailey hold where the river meets the bog. A palisade surrounds the village. The village is recovering from an attack by demons who breached the palisade and slew 20 souls. The villagers shun the ruins of Bittermold Keep, an abandoned castle keep with tattered crimson banners that flap atop its collapsing battlements. So just a few little bits of interest, a couple of different locations, a couple of different towns that they could deal with or, or learn about and just a touch of the situations that are going on it it took me a little bit of work to come up with those truths because again that the the material itself is so sparse that i'm i'm already having to add stuff in and you're going to see today during the prep that we're going to add in like a little bit of there's no history one thing that i would I would have loved is a little bit of history of the place. Like what are the who put the standing stones there? Why are they there? What did they come from? I can certainly do all of that. I can certainly add my own questions about what the standing stones are, what the history is. But now that's stuff I have to do. It would have been nice if there was again a, a paragraph that is as long as the one about the gloaming that just talks about the history of the location around it. Instead, I'm going to have to like kind of pluck and say, "Well, what was the ca- what was bitter mold keep before it became known as bitter mold keep who put the standing stones here you know what are the what are the the, the relations and factions those are those are things that i need to kind of figure out embracing the shadow Dark. so because we're playing a brand new system i wanted to have a a, a paragraph or two that ha- helped the players understand what the game is about because already i had players who were like well can't we just do th- you know 4d6 drop the lowest and put them in whatever order we want because i want to play a particular class and like that's not how shadow dark works that is not the style of game that how it works so i start off it is not a high fantasy game it is a grim fantasy game characters can die often no character is special no character is above the strength and power of the others in the world the world challenges your wits not your natural abilities the game is swingy you may have five hit points at level three you may have a charisma score of four not plus four, actually four. You may often roll for a new character... You, you often roll for new character abilities. Character empowerment comes from how you face the challenges of the world, not your character's special abilities. Hang on to those torches, check those shadowy corners, preserve your food, count those arrows. On the edge of your, of the, your torchlight, every being of darkness waits to feast on your bones. I think that's a pretty good, like, hey, this is what... You know, this is how to get your head around what Shadow Dark is. This is different than 5e, right? And I'm going to try hard that I'm not going to be a dick, right? As a a GM, I'm not going to be a dick. But like, you know, it's going to be pretty hard. So your character in The Gloaming, I still think that these paragraphs, even for a game that's as lightweight as this, even for one that's kind of as focused around old school sensibilities, I still think that there's a good reason have motivation. I don't think that necessarily just hunting for treasure is the best motivation. I think there's like a few different motivations that we want to sort of pick on And treasure hunting can certainly be one of them. Your character in the gloaming while others in the gloaming have mostly succumbed to their grim existence. You seek something else. Maybe it's a way out. Maybe it's to channel your anger towards the shapeless horrors of the wood. Maybe it's the escapist reward of, of, of shining, of a shining gold coin above all alongside your companions. You seek to end the evils of this accursed wood. So I think that that's something I want to drop in to make sure that all the players have a good, clear motivation for delving into the holes in the world and facing the evils that are in there. Maybe it's that they need to hunt treasure so they can get the hell out of this place or or build it into something more. Maybe it's to actually destroy the the, the evils lurking in the darkness. Maybe it's to try to make the wood back to the way it used to be centuries ago. But. A clear motivation and one in which they want to travel with the characters. We don't want any edge lordy sort of, oh, well, my guy doesn't really like the other characters. He's just sort of hanging out there, but he's probably just waiting for his moment to steal everything. Mm, nope. I don't want it no matter what no matter what game I'm playing. Don't don't need that. Character creation guidelines. Campaign uses the characters built with Shadow Dark RPG core book or the Shadow Dark RPG free quick start guide so that way they can get the free rules if they want 'em. you can also use subclasses from Curse Scroll Book One, including the Cursed Knight of St. Idris, the Witch and the Warlock. Do not read page past page thirty nine. Because that's all DM-focused stuff. Characters begin at first level. We'll generate characters and roll for abilities during our session zero. Do not roll your character up ahead of time and do not fall in love with your character idea. Because you're going to die. For this campaign, I recommend a pencil and paper character sheet and physical dice at your table let's actually use a real you know advice i you have my same pause for a minute during the campaign at any time a player or the gm can say pause for a minute to stop the current conversation break character and address the situation this can be used from anything from i really don't like this thing that's happening in the game to i don't understand why we're in this dungeon use it freely to clarify the direction of the game and address any concerns and then we have content lines and veils campaign contains following subject matter body horror psychological horror, grim lives hopeless existence death lots of death Campaign contains the following material veiled off screen and only conducted by villains: torture, bondage, and slavery. The campaign will not have any of the following: non-consensual sexual contact or harassment, player-initiated torture, player-initiated racism, violence towards so violence towards animals. We got to say domesticated animals because wolves are okay. Mean mean wolves are okay. Player-initiated racism, racism. Do I have violence towards animals? Now violence towards children, children, misogyny, transphobia, or homophobia. Not not in this campaign. Characters in this campaign work together to defeat the shadows of the darkness. Characters will not steal from or fight with one another. You seek the fellowship of your companions to face the shadows in the darkness together. Again. Just facing that edgelord lord stuff. Now this is a group I've played with. We have one new member of the group is coming in, but everybody else we've played together, and this has not been a problem in the past. But I like to always make sure that that's clarified in every in every one of the one pagers that I do. So that is my one page summary for the gloaming. I think it does a pretty good job of capturing capturing what this adventure is about, and I think it'll be fun to watch the characters build. Now it's I think like building characters is going to be so fast. Now like I think we're once we kind of talk through this you know, we're going to have like an understanding of the rules a bit, talk, talk a little bit more about the rules, talk about, you know, the fact that this is not an optimizy min game that you can't really, it, there's so much that that's swingy. So, you know, so I think that that's something we're going to want to figure out. And then I think we're going to kind of get into it. I think we're going to start. So what i what I'd like to have prepared today is maybe an outline of what we're going to cover in our session zero. And then I want to have a short adventure, and maybe it's just the beginning of one but i want to have like a short adventure just to kind of get us just to get us get us started and feel like that feel like that's getting that's getting fired up we are going to start by creating a new campaign notebook so we have the lazy rpg campaign template which is a free notion template that you can duplicate to use for your own notebook i am going to go over here i am going to click on my little three dots here and i'm going to say duplicate i think you can go right to these three dots right and you can say duplicate. Because the mine it, when you find mine, which you can find in the show notes, it is already locked. So you can't modify this one because I don't want you modifying the master one. And I can't modify the master one, but I hit duplicate. And it takes a little bit, I think. Right? You can see. Let's see, we bring up our sidebar. And now we have a new one, right? Lazy RPG Play Template One. And we're gonna call this Shadow Dark the Gloaming. And I think I'm probably not going to spend a lot of time changing up. Let's see. I can do I can do something. So we'll take this dude over here. I like this guy. And we'll save that to desktop. And we will just icons. Let's see, custom upload. Desktop. There we go. And I like the DM screen here. We're not going to buy it, because I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to change all this stuff anyway. But that way at least I have a unique icon for it. When I go over here, I can see my shadow dark icon. And we're going to move that up to there. So now I have a shadow dark, the gloaming. So all of this text here is instructions on how to use the template. I don't need the instructions because I wrote it. So we're just gonna delete all this stuff. And I don't really even need the header. And let's see what we can We can remove this, whoops. And I don't need my Forge of Foes monster stats because that's for 5e. So I think the rest of this, I, I haven't been doing like villains and items. So I'm going to kill those two. It's just NPCs, characters, NPCs, locations, the database, the old session notes. I have a dice roller in here. I don't really need it. I'm going to kill that. And I can kill the, the change log and stuff, which talked about what has changed over the years. I can get rid of that too. So I have a nice clean notebook ready to go. Now, characters, I probably don't need, I have all of this kind of stuff in here but I don't think I'm gonna need this. So we can actually delete and just put bullets down because they're gonna die so fast. And I also don't think I need to keep track of any of their stats like passive perceptions or anything like that. I probably will have character pages though. So underneath here, I will end up creating character page uh, for each of those characters, but I don't need to have a special database for it. We have the campaign one pager and I am just gonna upload that. Choose a file. So I don't need to worry about any of this stuff because that's all in that page. Campaign inspiration. That's something I wish I had I had added. I would say that some of my inspiration, The Ritual, movie on Netflix, The Witch, which is a movie on Netflix, there is another, there's a couple of other good, creepy, good, creepy one. What was the one about like the... It was a bunch of like Romani who got wiped out by a lo- English lord and then the curse of the Romani they came and they like, hunted down all the English Lord people and it was a cool Brotherhood of the wolf that's a pretty good one what's the Sean Connery movie about bad evil texts evil books Name of the Rose ah oh, damn yeah I wish there was another there was another movie I watched on Netflix and I really liked it I'll have to go look it up. So I don't need the rest of this, though. So the outline of the session zero. First is go over the one pager. Second is talk, or I guess character creation. Initial character creation. Third is digging into the rules of Shadow Dark. Dark. And then an initial scenario. And it's that last one that I need to spend a little time figuring out. So I think that that is pretty good. Apostle. Was Apostle? I can't remember if it's Apostle. I, th- I think Apostle was one that I saw. But there was another one. And it was about, it was really grim and gory. And it was they like, you know, this English family had like Romani people that were living on their land and they didn't want them there. So they ended up hiring a bunch of like mercenaries to come and kill them all. And they like crucified one guy and then like that guy kept coming back from the dead and it was cool it was really grim i liked it so it's really that initial scenario which is almost like a which is almost like the level zero one i basically want to just you know have them together and i guess when we kind of you know talk about our character creation we probably want a little bit of like how did the characters get together you know how did the characters get together and then and then have them at one of the locations. And so we're gonna go over to Curse Scroll. And we have all of these locations here. So we got our little map in the lower right that we can that we can reference. And then we have the actual areas of the gloaming. So I like the these rumors are actually pretty useful. These are some good some good secrets and clues. And we're just gonna steal them. And we're gonna throw them right in. And we're gonna do to Shadow Dark and we're gonna generate a new. So let's Let's actually edit the template, which is always worth doing. So like first thing we're gonna do is, I think we're gonna just yank this section and then we'll, we'll have the review of the characters. will link back to the character page. Strong start. Oh, this is the template. Yeah, so don't fill this part out, but we get rid of the instructions. We have our scenes, we have our secrets and clues. We can get rid of all the instructions out of here because we don't need it. We can delete that. We can delete that. We'll keep our locations NPCs. This has our new sort of like active NPCs monsters. This one's really going to just be a list, and there's no there is there a lazy encounter benchmark for this? Kinda. We're gonna hang on to that. We don't need the the database treasure. We're going to use the book, so we can get rid of that and scratch pad. We don't need the well, We don't need the initiative scratch pad. Session notes. Let's see. Keep our session notes. So pretty thin. And now we have our template. So now we're gonna generate a new, uh, we can delete this one and we can generate a new one. And this is for the gloaming. Actually, that's one thing I need to change in the template too. There, and it's all set for me to be able to generate a new template and pop in the name and off we go. So locations right off the bat, when we can get rid of this guy and we can have the gloaming And we can drop the the image right in there. So we have our, let's see, does that expand out to the width? Yeah, it does. So we have our location. What would be awesome, and maybe at some point I'll go back and do this, is I can write in all of the location names for all of these places and have that in one nice tab. That would be really cool. But it is not this day. We can get rid of our two NPCs that are examples because we don't need them. So let's take a look at the, oh, we have our secrets and clues. That's why we're, we're doing this whole thing. So we're just grabbing those secrets and clues. We're going to run with those. We'll see how those go. But I really, let's see, we don't need lack. Because we don't have a lack anymore. But let's take a look. I grabbed those secrets and clues. And now we are diving into the location itself. And I want to start them off at a place. I, I, think, I think like right off the bat, we just want to have like a dungeon that they can explore. So this is, this, here's your, here's your you know, pontification for the day. Which gets to the question of what's the bare minimum we need to actually run an adventure, right? An RPG, an F, as some will refer to it, an F20 adventure, a fantasy D20 adventure. And I think it's pretty small. I think what we really need is pretty small. Now, obviously, like we have the eight steps from return, but can you get away with even less than that? Like, what do you really need? And it's like, I think, especially for like a dungeon delve, which is my favorite kind of adventure to run. I really like dungeon delves. What you really need primarily is a hook for the characters to go there, a reason for the characters to go to this dungeon. You need to have a map of the dungeon so that you can see what it actually looks like and, and have an idea of its lay, its layout and its rooms. And you need to have an idea of what are in those locations, what, what actually exists in that map some monsters, right, some critters to fight, and, and whatever the goal is, whatever that intention is of, like, why the, why the characters need to go there. So that's worth us thinking about because we're, we're going to be running, like, an abbreviated adventure. Imagine, like, an hour and a half delve, right? It's going to be pretty small. This is all the stuff that's in the book. We have the witch class and the warlock class titles, patrons. This, p- these patrons are important, so I'm going to grab this because these are the lore that is that is sitting upon this world. These are like the six entities that exist in this world. And a lot of the flavor of what I'm going to be portraying are going to come from these from these. So I'm actually going to stick them in the NPCs. And I'm going to call them what? the gods of the gloaming. Which isn't they're not really gods, but whatever. We don't care. I got a nice nicely formatted version. Oh, it keeps there we go. So I have these main entities, and actually we can put numbers next to them so I can roll a die and come up with one of these. I'm probably gonna end up making monuments and stuff like this out of these entities. But I think there's actually more than this too. There's also like, there's the witch and there's the the, the Saint Yidrith, right? What's the witch's name? I forget. But we have other factions, right? And we want to keep track of those. And I just stuck them in a page so I have them handy. But those are really like a piece of the, like whenever you have like a a, a typical fantasy adventure, well, you have like a ruined watchtower. That's great. But it's a ruined watchtower to who? Or what has it been sort of, encapsulated in and that's where like random tables from like the lazy dm's companion that give you an idea of like what has happened to this place or what what weird effect does it have that makes it unique among all of the ruined watchtowers by the way the ruined watchtowers i think i think we're we're where we're going to start but let's take a look through some of these locations these diabolical backgrounds would be pretty useful i think we might use that diabolical mishaps spells Also a good opportunity for those one-use magic items. You can tie these interesting spells to it. So starting in the upper left corner of the map, we have the Shattered Tower, crumbling keep in a clearing choked with thorns and nettles. A heavy trapdoor in the ruins leads down to an old cistern where a dark shape slithers beneath the putrid algae. That sounds fun. Drusilla is the name of the other. The other faction. Mossy men, 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 meners, menures. Mossy standing stones form a circle inside a gulch. Each new moon, the earth inside sprouts 1d10 dandelions of pure silver that Drusilla harvests. Marker stone, tall pointed stone, bears an ancient mark and a spiral shape. In the earth beneath it, four whites lie in a stone coffins. Each has different gemstones sewn into their mouths. That's cool. A troll cave. That's 209. Where's that at? That's all the way to the south. I got it. I really like how the the, the the hex label works. So you have like columns and rows. So any given number, three hundred seven, you know, you go down to three, you go to three, and then you look down to seven, and you go, ah, oh, there it is. And that's Wardenwood. Wardenwood is that one of the one of the villages. So we already did one hundred eight. Are the mossy menures two hundred nine is the troll cave. Five hundred nine, I think, is bandits. Yeah, a bunch of bandits in five hundred nine. Bittermold Keep is the twisted keep up in the north i think i, I kind of want to start them at that ruined watchtower i think i think that's where we're gonna go but we'll just flip through we'll just look through these other ones Bittermole keep is the main location uncle Grigor, crazy uncle Grigor, lives in 710 way down south he collects leeches stone circle 807 i think eros grants a random patron boon to those who lay the slain six-eyed wolf those who lay the slain six-eyed wolf inside the circle that's cool. I wonder how they learned about that. 9.05. 9.05 is a tower. Haldren's Tower. Elf Sorcerer Haldren once lived here and used the laboratory inside to study infernal properties of the forest marrow trees. Haldren has been trapped within the vile well for the last century. That's cool. Barrow Mounds. 9. 9.10. Dozens of low... That would be another fun place to start. Dozens of low rolling hills mark the tombs of ancient denizens of the forest mist from the bogs rolls over these burial sites so you could have a nice fun dungeon there mushroom grove fat dewy mushrooms sprout on the full moon tatiana the queen of the fae, appears inside the circle with a troop of actors who put on a whimsical theatrical performance they disappear if mortal eyes are upon them 103 bone cave who doesn't love bone cave ah werewolf named victoria resides in this cave it stinks of wet fur and rancid meat Lost her two cubs, Rosilla coaxing the grieving Victorian to a plot to turn children from Wardenwood Village into her new pack of werewolf cubs. Marin's Hold. Fish, this is the fisherfolk. So the fisherfolk live down south by the bridge. Was attacked by skrell demons. And somebody is burned alive at Boot Hill. Three scorched skeletons lashed to poles. Three women accused of witchcraft. Stilt Orc Village. 80 reclusive orcs live in peat huts on raised platforms in the deep swamp. Twelve ten, yep. Meyer Castle ruins, soaring stronghold of the Green Knight. Green Knight might be a good a good movie to watch for this. Surviving offshoot the Knights of Yidris. Oh, let's see. So slain warriors still roam its halls in an unending battle between the Green Knights and its surviving offshoot, the Knights of Yidris. That's interesting. That's an interesting secret. We're gonna we're gonna grab that and stick that in our secrets. 308, 1308. So pretty far, yeah. A lot of ruined castles, that's cool. Ancient cairn, another one. Overgrown path leads to a cairn of piled stones, worn inscription. Here lies Serena, mother of the circle. Serena was a mighty druid in the ancient times. Her bones lie buried beneath the cairn, fingers wrapped around a plus one staff of knotted wood called Yinneth. Once a day the wielder can summon an obedient giant owl for five rounds. Druids who see the staff will try to lay claim to it. The mud pit. Muddy Ravine, as big as a galleon, agapes in the wet earth. Deep within the swamp dragon, Ixid, Ixidin slithers in the dark morass and devours the living sacrifice's cultists. Hurl inside. Ixidin has grown large and arrogant, if not fed for a day. He bursts angrily from the pit to gulp down the nearest creatures inside the dragon's belly. 1,200 gold, a giant ruby, a pseudomythral chain. It really, he swallowed all that. He's like the shark from Jaws. He's got like a license plate from Florida. Wand of moonbeam that any cast, fellow caster can wield. The Greywall Priory. That's where the Knights of Yidris, the Knights of Yidris, hang out. And deep in the Priory, they have a painfully bound demon lord. Wolf Cave. Sixteen wolves. One wolf favored is the demon favored by the demon prince Almazat. Stands as tall as a horse and has six eyes. Twice level in damage. Anyone who leaves a worthy offering of flesh for it gains a random patron boon from Al- Al- Alzamat. Twenty cultists led by the charismatic. Firebrand Torek Bane have recently set up camp here to make offerings to the dragon Ixiden. Corrupted Henge. Henge of Standing Stones has been shifted in alignment by the roots of massive marrow tree. Spells are hard to cast within the near distance of it. Inside the tree trunk rests Ta- Talgador, the conjoined twin tree. That is two combined that erupts forth when it smells nearby prey. The Vile Well. Stench of rot, gusts out of the mold-encrusted lightless well. Inside, Haldoran, the sorcerer, is entangled in a nest of veins and tendrils that keep him alive of sorts. Any creature who enters risks the same fate. So lots and lots of cool adventure locations, right? This is, I mean, I dig this. This is like a nice, fun, cool, lots of stuff to do. And look at that. It's piled into just like one, two, three, four, five pages five pages and i think we could run a good size campaign campaign here i think it's really going to be fun so we have to whip up a dungeon in 10 minutes let's figure this out so i think the first thing is why are they here does shadow dark itself i wonder if it has let's see this is the shadow dark book and does it have material in here to help kind of generate as something happens adventures but I think what we might do... So we could do this, and I already know it's going to be in a thing. So like, is it, you know... I hope I give it a shot. This is one where I might... Oh, I just... Oh, I screwed up. Oh. So an example would be 17. Steal the 11. Steal the hostage. So somebody could be held hostage. Yeah, it's, you know, that's not terrible. We go with that. The characters arrive at the... And this is the shattered tower to recover a hostage taken by, oops. So there's those bandits. Let's see, where are the bandits? Greaves Redthorn by Redthorn Bandits. I think our Game Master screen here, we can whip up some names. So how old are they? No harm to children. Six, middle-aged ancestry. It's a seven. A dwarf who kidnapped a alignment of this dwarf is lawful. How wealthy are they? They're poor. Characteristic is an eight and a d4. four oh Oh, that was a d6. That was the wrong die. Eight, a heartbroken. Oh, no, one, yeah. A heartbroken. Middle aged poor dwarf. Poor lawful dwarf. Names. We will roll a few names here. Four and 18, den and 18, denel, 12, deneliv, 18, denelorg. We'll just call him denel, I like that. And a suffix, let's see, five, denel corrent. Heartbroken, lawful, poor, middle-aged dwarf the red thorn bandits have him he is being held and let's see i think he's heartbroken because he met a a a nice young lady who is a uh, a dwarf herself member of the red thorns named not sure about this name generator and she's convinced that danelle knows about a secret treasure here in the tower Perhaps the treasure is a four, a gilded two, a gilded cat called what? The, the, gold, the, the golden Sphinx. I don't know how to spell Sphinx, that looks right. All right, so we got a motivation. The characters have arrived at the shattered tower. They were hired by a local at the, whoops. What's the name of the village? That village is 307. Wardenwood. Well, we'll introduce Matilda, Matilda Bauer. And she is the village elder of Wardenwood. Okay, so that's cool. And so that's why they arrive. Let's look at, we need a map. We're gonna go to good old Dyson. And I need a tower with some ruins. There is a, that's kind of a tower. That's not bad. The infected spire. It'll do. So the name of this place is the Shattered Tower. It's kind of hard to figure out the levels of this place. So this looks like level, I mean, I guess they get bigger as you go. And there's a front door on level one, but then there's also uh, secret passages in level two. So this will be another one where the characters can decide how do they want to get in and where is he being kept? He is probably being kept on level two, maybe, or in one of the cells on level one, maybe one of the cells on level one. And the characters can try to sneak in through the lower the lower areas of the tower, which are kind of exposed from the, the tower actually is beneath the surface of the hill upon which it sits. And that's what these stairs, these stairs go to. It looks like there's a stair that goes even down deeper. So we could have our, like ourselves a little infinite dungeon if we wanted. this let's see this stair goes up here this stair goes up here and then that stair yeah that makes sense okay so we got a map we can figure that out then we need critters creatures in the tower we will start by taking a look at creatures that are in this cursed scroll those are did i close this up those are spells these are locations here we go monsters Bitter Mold, Halfling with a Distant Gaze Black Veins around his Lips, Gordok Gre- Brieg. That's kind of fun. Bogthorn. I think these are creatures from the Dub, So maybe we'll skip these guys. And we will instead go to Shadow Dark and we will go to the Table of Contents, go to Game Master, Random Encounter Tables, and we have Castle District Caves. We'll start with Caves. We could just roll. So we have some cave encounters that are below. Do they have a ruins? Caves. Deep tunnels. Desert. Forest. Grassland. High district. Jungle. Low district. Market. Mountain. Ocean. Rivers and coasts. Ruins. So I think that some of the I think that some of the areas of the tower, right, we have our shattered tower, that the lower area is ruins. The upper area probably has the bandits who have kidnapped the guy. Would there be anything else up there? I mean, we could actually like have another encounter. You could for fun roll another encounter and then the bandits could be dealing with another one. That might be kind of interesting. That gives sort of an interesting interesting path. But we'll say lower levels. Let's see. Go to my shattered thing here. So lower. we will just say lower levels have ruin encounters in them. Upper levels have... And then how many bandits are there? 2d6 bandits? Because it's just a small number of bandits. Uh, more than that. We're going to say that there's nine total bandits. But there could also... We could shake this up. What did we have? It wasn't ruins. What was the other encounter type we had caves although low district might work too well this is really meant to be a city so I think like we'd have we could have another ruin encounter that the bandits are dealing with like what would be an example roll d100 and c 97 minotaur guides the wandering merchant on a guides the wandering merchant on a path I don't know what that means who's the wandering merchant Oh no, that a minotaur would be down here. Let's try rolling again. Sixty-one. Uh, goblin scavengers barter and trade for odd trinkets. That may, might that might be fun. One, four, eight goblins. So there's some goblins that have kind of snuck into the place too, and the bandits are dealing with the goblins, and that could go that could go south. I'd like one other sort of sort of a hostile thing going on. Sixty-eight. Swarm of spiders. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I've got some, I've got some stuff here. I think I've got enough for them to kind of figure out what they want to do and where they want to go. The lower levels have ruins. Encounter. Let's let's just roll another. Let's do caves. We have caves. Fifty three. One d six ettercaps affix thin lines of webbing across the passage. I like that. How many caps is that? Six caps. Woo. That might be a little hard. Let's throw another. I like that. That's fun. What else might be going down the caves? 82. Binken and Bobbin, twin hofflings tumble into the room. That's fun. 54. Sharp stalactites fall with even the slightest vibration. Fun. I think that serves me pretty well. I think, I mean, do I feel totally prepared? No, I don't. But, uh, you know, I'm sure it'll be fine. Between kind of figuring out the rules and figuring out what's going on, I've got enough of an initial start. I've got a you know, that they're at the <clears throat> that they're at a tower, it's an old ruined tower, and I've got a storyline that's going on there, and I've got a handful, and I can always roll more more encounters as we go. So I think that I am all set. So I want to thank everybody for hanging out with me today while I prepared for my Shadow Dark Session Zero. If you enjoyed this show and you want more stuff from me, the best way to see all of the work that I do is to subscribe to the Sly Flourish newsletter. It's absolutely free to sign up. There is a link in the show notes. You get a free Adventure Generator PDF and a weekly RPG related article that has links to all of the other things that I do for podcasts and videos and tips and other things that I publish elsewhere. You can also pick up any of my books at the Sly Flourish bookstore, and you can subscribe to my Patreon at patreon.com slash Links for all of those are in the show notes below. Thank you all very much. Have a great day and get out there and play a role-playing game.